Today on Locked On Rockies, looking at some YouTube comments, and I posed a question to the Twitterverse yesterday. Well, I think it was earlier today, actually. Did the moves at the trade deadline make you more or less likely to watch the Colorado Rockies in 2023? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast right here. It's going to say brought to you by, we don't have a title sponsor today. We'll get to those later, but we are the Locked on Rockies podcast right here on the Locked on Podcast Network where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot. That's what we do around here each and every day is talk about the Colorado Rockies here and bring you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. You can find us on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. You can find us on Sirius XM and the Sirius XM app as well. Just search Locked on Rockies or Colorado Rockies for all your play-by-play action. Today on the show, we're going to look at some fan response, kind of some fan stuff going on today. I think fandom is on my mind right now uh, about the Rockies as as, as you're, we're in a weird spot of the season. As we as August and September can always be weird when your team is out of it. But... This year, we saw something different, and it's been a big topic of conversation since it happened. It's been a big topic of conversation all week. So, got a couple of fan responses, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it on uh, the show. And I also wanted to dive into some uh, YouTube comments as well that we've gotten on a couple of episodes, a couple of things that uh, Rockies fans have fired off. And I also just want to talk about how, boy, it would be great if the Rockies got to play in the NL Central uh, and uh, dealt with that slog there year to year as opposed to the NL West, kind of my usual lamenting of uh, of that. But uh Uh, We'll talk about that here and more coming up on today's show. Uh, And let's dive into my uh, my tweet here uh, or whatever, whatever it's called. I'm still calling it Twitter, I guess, until uh, it doesn't make any sense not to. But um, I tweeted out earlier today. uh, I said, following the trade deadline, are you more or less interested in watching the Rockies for the rest of the season? Got a couple of responses here. Uh, at girl dad, 88 says 50, 50 on the rest of this year, but excited for the future France Rockies. Yeah. Side note here. What's been so cool this season, especially in a, and I got to give a shout out, I think to Peter Pratt, at least from, from the guy that I know he hosts a locked on Marlins. He's really exposed me to how much and France Rockies since the show's been started. France Rockies has always been a supporter on Twitter, always engaging over there as well. But these accounts and these people are so good at showing how much the game has grown. And it's just so cool that the UK verse of major league, uh, like coverage and fans, they, they have this, they're all kind of like Peter. They all have the same type of mindsets. They take the similar videos. They, they, their commitment goes above and beyond to, to, to be on tape delay, to avoid spoilers, jump on in. I mean, it's really cool to see how international baseball is, especially in, you know, with, with some of these places and how, connected and you know france rockies is a prime example others you know out there in france still supporting this 42 and 66 ball club updating the 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 twitter name every day with the record and 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 tuning into the show as well so shout outs uh to france rockies as well and uh halen underscore 2112 says since the season was never about wins and losses I'm more excited to watch now because we get to see the young guys play more. And I am curious, and and I really want to hear more about this from folks here after you listen to the show today, because 
there's really a lot of ways to look at this. And I remember having uh, I, 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 some some similar interactions to this when the, the 2021 deadline and a little bit last year, not so much last year, but especially with Gray and Story and, and things of that nature. Uh, and when the Rockies did last year go younger. Uh, and decide to go younger with some of their some of their players as well. I, I saw some of these comments. Disappointed that not more time for the veterans. They want to see the crones. They want to see. They want to see the. I remember it. I don't remember who said it, but I remember a comment was, "We want to see the Rockies, not the minor league team." I can't remember if they specifically said the Isotopes. And 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 that one has always stuck with me. Because as we've entered this weird part of the season, August and September in a lost season where there's lots of baseball still left for us to enjoy and watch. I mean, we got to soak up all of our Rockies we can get because we know that there's an end point to this here in October. Not in October where we want it to be, but where the season trickles over and ends there. So when a team does what the Rockies do, does that make you more interested? Because the question... The Rockies will also always be an anomaly when you're looking at this question too because you're going to see a packed ballpark the rest of the summer. There's a lot of layers to that, but spoiler alert, folks, if you're hoping for the uh, in a dip, dip in performance to lead to the overall dip in attendance this season, it hasn't happened. Uh, I believe the Rockies actually have been uh, quite good uh, in attendance uh, this year. Let me see. Attendance. Let's see. Uh, according to ESPN right now, the MLB attendance report for this season, the Rockies are lower than usual where they finish, which is either in the top 10 or closer to the top 10. Rockies are still uh, 13th overall when it comes to attendance this year, uh, averaging 32,343 fans a ball game here. And uh, they're basically only behind all the major markets and big name teams. The Dodgers, Yankees, uh, St. Louis, San Diego, Atlanta, Philly, Houston, Toronto, uh, the Mets, the Cubs, and the Angels, uh, and Boston. Those are the teams ahead of Colorado. Uh, if you're curious about other potential really good and playoff teams the Rockies are ahead of, that includes San Francisco, Texas, Milwaukee, Seattle, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Arizona, uh, whatever is going I think Cleveland, Chicago, Baltimore, uh, these, those are all teams the Rockies are above. And of course, Tampa Bay there as well. Tampa Bay still in, uh, one of the, one of the least attended, uh, teams in all of baseball. So, uh, the, the, that, that will never be a problem. People going to the game will never be a problem for the Rockies, but I'm talking about watching the Rockies. I'm talking about tuning into the Rockies and making it not an evening in Denver. I'm talking about, Hey, I am consciously spending my time to watch the team and follow the team. I'd argue that that layer, that level, could be at an all-time low. But folks watching the team this year, folks being connected, folks following the team, are more encouraged by the trade deadline so that the weirdness of this time of the year comes really up to this, this interesting potion for the Rockies of high attendance and you're not going to have a bunch of uh, of issues with that and uh, attendance and, and, and but, but what is the actual true fan interest? Because we know away teams come in and they do well. That's where I think it's still a little up in the air. That's where I think the Rockies, especially as they skew younger this year, are going to lose 
the the casual interest. What little I believe of casual interest was with the Rockies is going to be more extinct this year. I I I do think people that aren't honest to gosh like Rockies fans, like people that actually really want to watch baseball consistently, want to watch this team and want to do that, I believe that interest has going to is going to decrease after the trade deadline just because the Rockies, especially with these younger guys as they're figuring out, are probably going to lose more often than not, especially with the strength of schedule. Now, people and fans might be interested to see, like, hey, let's check on the Rockies' young guys and see how they go up against and handle top-level talent in baseball. And and if the Rockies do have a strong finish to the year and potentially avoid that 100-loss season, that might that might raise eyebrows a little bit. But I don't necessarily think that the trade deadline made the Rockies more of an entertaining watch for people. But as Rockies fans, you sit and you kind of know that you go through it and you feel more encouraged. So it's it's an interesting and kind of weird question to ask. But I, I think at this point, it's a good time in the season and it's a good point to kind of gauge the fan reaction and fan perception and mentality of where people are at. If I didn't have the podcast, I, I think I, I like to I like to bring this or, or focus on this. And when I when I talk about or or bring bring something like that, these uh, it, it's 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 just it, it it's I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> But all in all, it's just a, right now is a good stock of fandom as you're mixing, as you look ahead, look currently, and go from there. That's where that's that's what I that's what I uh, that's what I'm going for. I, I completely butchered handling that total Friday brain fart. Lost where I was going on that, but I, I just wanted to kind of say I think gauging the temperature of of the of Rockies fans seeing where they're at seeing the reaction to some trades seeing the ballpark still fill up it complicates this question but it is one that you can kind of ask yourself and think about as we look forward towards the future of the Rockies and what will make them bring people back that might be less interested as this team doesn't have some of the, the the faces and the star power of the last couple of years and they go to new prospects that they might not know a lot about It'll be an interesting uh, transition for for the Rockies. Uh, we will uh, we're going to continue our fan look here. We got some YouTube comments I want to uh, talk about and respond to here, uh, and we'll discuss some of those because uh, we got some hot takes. We got some uh, we got some uh, people sticking up for uh, for their guy uh, for, for, for Bill here. We got somebody uh, defending him a little bit. And I think that's, uh, that's deserved. We've got some great YouTube comments. We'll get into here coming up in segment number two, before we do that folks for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And that's what they do at eBay motors eBay motors is, uh, the place for you. The next time you need parts and accessories, Head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts 
are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk, where you can find your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Maybe it's the Nuggets. Maybe it's the Avalanche. Maybe it's the Broncos as football season is right around the corner. Maybe it's the Buffs. They got you covered uh, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can also find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. Check it out there. Uh, folks, wanted to dive into some YouTube comments as well as uh, from the week and a couple of uh, reactions from the trade deadline and uh, from before here. And uh, let's dive into uh, James Legros here. He, he, he responds to the Bill Schmidt episode here where we talk about Bill Schmidt deserving some more credit. He says, what happened in 2021 cannot be blamed on Bill Schmidt. Schmidt was a pawn. He was the easy hire following the the release of Jeff Breidich. When the trade deadline came around, he was an interim general manager without any real support from the leadership team. And remember, Dick Momford and the rest of the leadership team kept saying they were going to go through a full hiring process, which they lied about, which handcuffed all of his decision-making. This is an, an excellent point here. When we and I, I hope I, I mentioned it because we discussed it, the 2021 trade deadline, analyzing it especially through the lens of Bill Schmidt, gets complicated due to the fact that that Bill Schmidt wasn't given full power. I, I and I and I think the biggest takeaway is right the the last part of the comment here of us the Rockies themselves saying they were going to go through the full hiring process when in fact. It seemed like it was Schmidt all along. I mean, there really wasn't a big process. We didn't hear about a bunch of interviews. We didn't hear about a bunch of people coming in. We didn't hear about a bunch of things. Bill Schmidt just got appointed and got the and got the bump. So that's I, I so when we're when when we are looking at it, and when we're looking at the issues of of the lat of that trade deadline specifically, now now the now the lights on him. 2020 and I'm and that is going to include the Chris I'm putting the Chris Bryant contract in there as well now the light is on him of course I'm putting a Chris Bryant contract on him because technically he was the GM at the time but anyway Dick Momfort was all involved it seems like or at least more involved than usual than when the team has a GM in place that interim team that 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 trade deadline by committee mindset totally got in the way of that so that's a, a very, I think the, to, to, you can't knock Bill too much for 2021 in the interim stuff because it does reek of Dick Momfort overreach and Dick Momfort um, messing with. Totally there. Uh, you know, so I, I, I think, I think to, to, it's a fair way to criticize. It's a fair way to, to look back, especially when you're looking at something like criticizing a performance or making moves. I, I think that's important context there. Uh, let's see, James has another one. He follows up on that uh, same video as we uh, talked about the Chris Bryant contract being a part of this. You can't judge the Bryant contract until it's over. His contract is similar to the, to the Larry Walker signed and part of the contract is showing similar to Larry Walker. I remember Larry Walker. I remember loving Larry Walker and watching Larry Walker. I was too young to follow the, the, the uh, minutia of baseball there. But 
there's you can't sit here and say you can't judge it. Unfortunately, it, 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 two years of the contract are up. Money has been spent. Money has been committed. The impact on what he uh, on his trade value, what he his role on the team, his impact on the team. Uh, it is not too soon to start judging that because the turnaround from Bryant has is has to get more and more impressive over the next years. He has to be a above war contributing player, and that pressure really, when you're looking at uh, the the when you're judging the, the the quality and the the results and the value of the contract the value looks terrible the contract looks bad right now that can change the judgment of the contract can change of course there's time and 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 i hope it ends up like larry walker absolutely but baseball is a way different game now since larry walker played baseball is in a different spot and chris bryant is having trouble staying healthy it's it's not one issue it's the back, it's the foot, it's the hand, it's the this, it's the that, it's the this and that and other thing. It is not too early to judge the Chris Bryant contract. In reality, most likely, the Rockies overpaid and were so blinded by this long-standing love and obsession over Chris Bryant that the Rockies were willing to do anything possible to make that deal done including paying him the money they did. I think that you you, you can judge the Chris Bryant contract. Absolutely. As we get, it, it, you do not have to wait until it's over because that would, if you have five years of under, of him being a below average player and two above, that's a bad contract. If it's closer to 50-50, if he really contribute, maybe that five-two split isn't as much. It's a, I believe it's a seven-year deal. Regardless, if it's if over half the contract he spends being a below average player that's a bad deal that's bad value that's 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 not money well spent and that's not helping the rockies get better since chris bryant has become a rocky he has not helped the rockies get better overall so that contract deserves to be judged and i don't necessarily know if bill schmidt's the only one to focus on there I think it's more of a detriment of this of of again the Rockies foaming at the mouth want to retain or get this certain they just have their hyper set focused on that guy and they made it done they got the deal done that's props bringing a big name free agent we've talked about that before but you can certainly have concerns with the overall impact of the Chris Bryant uh, contract and 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 start to build your judgment about it or at least judge this uh, the contract so far silver bullet 9442 says diehard marlins fan since 1993 have always enjoyed keeping up with our expansion brother rockies along the way though of course i don't have a chance to watch the games so i'm thankful i have this podcast to help keep me uh, keep up with the rocks more consistently keep up the great work thank you silver bullet appreciate that uh going back to the trade deadline here as we reacted to the trade deadline at Tracy635 said, Rockies actually made trades. I'm shocked and excited all the same. Not sure any of these pitchers will be Rockies, but it gave them much needed depth, like the guy they picked up from the Dodgers. Depth. Bill Schmidt said he wanted pitching depth. He went out and got pitching depth. It's a solid. Again, odds are all of the, the, the guys won't all pan out. 
But that's the, the way it was navigated. The, you're more likely, you know, it, it's going to help the Rockies in the long run try replenishing that farm system with arms than it is, uh, than it would be to let all those guys walk in free agency and, and get uh, maybe a draft pick. I don't even know if any of them would really be compensatory. Maybe Gritchick would have been the one that, that would have got him a draft pick. I uh, the, the, the movement and the amount of movement in trades, love it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, MMSTX or ST6SW says it might be time to dump KB23. He's been injured multiple times the last two seasons. You don't touch or move any of those young guys, and we need pitching badly after who we lost due to injury. And do you think Profar comes back next year? No, I do not. Uh, I don't think uh, Profar is all that interested in returning with the Rockies. I don't think the Rockies necessarily need him next year, especially as they continue to look at what Michael Tolley is going to be and uh, what Brenton Doyle can be, and uh, as well as uh, if Zach Veen can get healthy and uh, get to major league ready. I, I just don't think Profar makes the most sense, especially when you might be able to see what else you have. Jonathan Daza is still in the minor leagues as well. Uh, the, the Rocky, he, he was DFA'd, but remember the Rockies did uh, add him back to the minor league roster there, uh, if, as long as my info's not out of correct. Um, follow up from him. They sent Moose, CJ, and Gritchick to a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. They have to get through Houston, who just got Verlander back, and Texas, who got Scherzer. They don't have the starting pitching. That's a reaction to me saying, hey, maybe the Angels might make an impact there. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. The, the, the Angels, they at least went for it and tried. I still would have traded Otani. I would have blown it up. If I if I was running the Angels, I think you, I think, I I honestly think you go to Shohei with the big pitch and, and it's as big, because here's what you do. Because so, so you make the trades right. You do the things. You, you bring in the Rockies, all those Rockies players that you've brought in, for example. You do those things and at least, you know what? You can at least say at the end of this year, the, the Angels did try. But I, I just wonder how hard it is in discussions or talks with players, or maybe it's tampering and, and, and things like that. But going to Shohei and say, hey, dude, we're going to get a record haul for you and we're going to be ready to go. And we're going to be, and the goal is though, we're gonna, the people we're getting are going to be to quickly help you win. I don't know if that, I, I don't think that's enough to convince him. I, I mean, especially with the amount of money that's about to be thrown at Shohei. But, you know, I just feel like there's got to be a universe where that conversation happened. And maybe it did. But instead, the Angels, you know what? You can't blame them for, for keeping the best player on the planet around as well. So, uh, but if it was me, I, I, I would have gone, I would have gone uh, the, the, the trade route. So, a couple of YouTube comments there. Uh, a couple of responses uh, from the uh, the Locked On fans out there, the everydayers. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day, uh, tuning in and hanging out with us uh, as well. So shout outs to you guys. Hey, uh, we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna take a look at the NL Central real quick. Get ready for Rockies Cardinals as we close things out for this week on Locked On Rockies. That's coming up in segment number three. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. We appreciate that. Appreciate for making you, uh, making time for me, I should say, and hanging out with us here. So uh, the Rockies are matching up with the NL Central here. And uh, when you look at it, the Rockies would still be in last place by a long shot when it comes to uh, this uh, division. In fact, they'd be six games back if they were to just, uh, you know, take out the Pirates or the Cardinals, for example, and uh, of, of last place. 
and then uh, they would be 12 back of the, wait, no, I'm sorry, 17 back, my apologies, of, uh, of the uh, of first place in the NL Central. So not necessarily um, going to make it a, uh, a, a big jump if they were to switch, but the big, que- the, the big thing is, is it's just the quality of talent. It's a division that hasn't necessarily had a bunch of teams separate themselves and dominate, but it's also has the some teams that are showing some really interesting starts to the second half, especially highlighted by the Cubs. The Reds, again, we've talked about how interesting they've been. And can the Brewers really take advantage of a moment where the Cardinals aren't breathing down their back and and and, and causing havoc? The Pirates uh, fell off from, from their... Uh, hot start as well. It just would be so much more refreshing for the Rockies to play these teams. I just think the Rockies would fare so much better against these teams and and maybe historically hasn't always proven the same. But when you do look at the other divisions around baseball, it's a, it's a bummer to see how much of a of an outlier the, the Rockies still remain. That hasn't always been the case in most years, but this Central is going to be one of the divisions to watch going forward. Uh, as as we get closer to the uh, as we get closer and closer to the postseason, this race is going to be really really tight and really really close, folks. I'm about to have a big cough here sneaking up on me, so I'm going to end the show now. Uh, this cold hopefully will be gone away, but thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for tuning in here and joining us on the Locked On Rockies podcast. Check us next week, and until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>